Good morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlos. I'm Kelly. Good morning, I'm Karen. Karen, start us off with show notes. Okay, so we have three dates for you for an evening with mediums at the Hampton Inn in North Bay, where Kelly and I channeled together for a group of 60 or so people. And our next dates are April 27th, August 24th, and December 14th of 2018. It's on a Friday night, and it's from 7 till 9 p.m. Uh, we have Sips of Sanity podcast show. That's the second show note, which is a second podcast show found on bysarlo.com. People can go there to listen to five 10-minute shows the first week of each month, and we pick a theme. Personal sessions are available by Kelly and I by booking online at bysarlo.com. You can book a personal session or a group session, and you can have your sessions by Skype, FaceTime, telephone, all over the world, or if you're local, in person. And we have gift certificates. We have beautiful brand new gift certificates created by White Space Creative, Carrie Loist in Barrie, Ontario. So we just wanna say thank you to Carrie for those beautiful gift certificates. And you can get them in any denomination. They don't have to be for the full amount of a session. And you can gift them at any time of year. Let's get on with the show. Okay, this was actually your idea, as actually all the podcasts are. <laughs> but I, I really love what you did because you you actually started texting people and asking them a really great question. It started before that for me. I was struggling a little bit with figuring out what to do for a podcast show. And I decided to leave it. Remember we tried a couple of times when we had problems with our technology? Yes. Um, so I just decided to listen to the spirit world once again, because they always come up with the best shows. And I just asked them what they thought humans needed to hear or talk about or create conversations within their own lives. And what was troubling them? And what was at the core of it? Well, I think this was perfect, and I love that they delivered it at this time of year, because mm -hmm. this show is airing right in between Christmas and New Year's. It's setting people up for a brand new year, if you're not like me and consider September your new year. And you ask the question to people, what do you wish people were more generous with? That's what they told me to ask. And the answers have been, I, to me, both surprising and also kind of a, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I, but I've, I've loved all of them. And you put it out through text. We put it out through a poll in Facebook. And we also polled our, our attendees at the last event that we had in December. Mm -hmm. 60 people, we asked if, um, them to write down an answer to that question. So how did you want to go about answering this? Did you want to kind of just talk about each one individually or did you want me to just list them? I think each one individually. Okay. So in fact, the number one answer was kindness. Oh, see, not for me. So let's explain that you took care of the Facebook. I took care of Facebook and the evening. Oh, and I, oh, okay. There's going to be a little bit of overlap because I pulled some from the evening as well. So any scientific people, just <laughs> shake your heads and keep going because this is, this is not great data. <laughs> well, it wasn't scientifically polled. But it is consistent. Yeah. And I, uh, the people that I texted actually were just friends on my cell phone. Well, I'll say mostly friends and family asking them that question by text and they live in different parts of the world. It wasn't just local people here where we live. And they gave their responses too. My most common response 
was time. Yeah, and actually on my list, time and empathy were number two. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yours was what again, Kelly? The number two, it was a tie for both time and empathy. And what was your number one? Kindness. Kindness. Wow, so people wish that others were more kind and had more time for them. And I find it really neat because the rest of the answers, they all go together. They're, although people worded it differently, these are all synonymous. Mm-hmm. Because oh, one person, one of my favorite people, wrote engaged. She, mm. wish, she wishes that people would look up from their phones. Connectivity. Yeah, and I don't believe that you can truly feel that someone has been generous with their time if they haven't fully engaged with you. Oh, absolutely. Even if it's, um, no, I won't say even, I'm going to say especially when. It's short term because a lot of people in this day and age are single in a variety of ways. Maybe they may be single parents. They may, be, they may have a lot of children in their home or responsibilities or a large staff, but don't always feel connected to something. And so possibly for them, the person they feel the most connected to is the cashier, the waitress, the a person in the gym that's letting them in and out of the door or, you know, is taking their security card. As you come in and out of the gym or into any of these short-term experiences, we're still looking for engagement. Mm-hmm. And I, like you're saying, sometimes it's the person that's getting paid to pay attention to us that we feel more, most connected to. The massage therapist. The physiotherapist. Or- I, I would like to offer hairdressers. Absolutely. I'm sure you can imagine, because of who you are, the amount of gifts, the amount of love and uh, consideration of family that hairstylists get from their clients. Absolutely. Because it's a personal thing. They're touching your body. We mentioned a whole bunch of things that are all about uh, touching us. I think about mechanics. I think about all kinds of people that we want to feel connected to. Because we want to believe that they actually care about us or our vehicle or something that's an extension of us, our home. When somebody comes in to fix our home, we want to make sure they're listening to us, that they're engaged and not just coming in and fixing a problem and leaving. And maybe perhaps never really fixing the real problem. So we have to call them and have them come back again because they didn't listen so I'm, I'm listening to you, but I'm also, I know I'm also looking, I'm sorry. What I was trying to point out in that one, Kelly, is that one of the things I'm hearing people want with time and in connectivity is to be listened to. Yes. And what I wanted to point out is on top of what you're saying, the entire list doesn't cost a dime. <gasps> Not one thing on here costs money. Right. Even if you consider kindness, right? There's there's big movements about random acts of kindness and you see it a lot in drive-thrus nowadays where people will pay for the person behind them. And that's that to me is very generous. That's very considerate. You're making someone's day easier. However, kindness doesn't have to cost a dime. Mm-hmm. And if I go down the list here, I've got compliments, love, knowledge, helping others, forgiveness, Mm-hmm. They've got gratitude, understanding. Oh wait! Oh, you just grabbed we can go me. Back. Yeah, you just grabbed me with forgiveness because I think of how horrible 
don't know about anybody else's city that's listening to this, driving has become. I have no clue if it's just our little town. I don't want to pick on North Bay. Or if it's just absolutely everybody that's listening in every city anywhere in the world thinks that the driving has become inconsiderate, selfish. It's now a narcissistic environment for drivers and pedestrians. Mm -hmm. Both. Yeah, I think you worded that really well. Yes, because I see pedestrians that won't even look up to see, even though they're not at a crosswalk, they have no right to be stepping out in front of your vehicle that's a big, massive machine. Mm-hmm. Especially in Northern Ontario with ice conditions. No, I we've got people walking out in front of me during green lights. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's atrocious. But I want to get back to the list because... Well, I just wanted to bring that one up because of forgiveness. Because I think I'm seeing so much anger in the vehicles caused by other drivers and by pedestrians that some of us need to be forgiving of those people um, so that we don't kill them out of rage there's more and more car rage I think I want to bring up a bigger point actually because you've been saying this since I was very young when people step out when it's not their turn or pull out when it's not their turn or unsafe you've always made the comment wow, do they ever need to be in control? Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed that. And it's really made me think because to have to control everyone around you so that they come to an absolute stop or that they now have to look up and and rearrange how they're driving Mm -hmm. and whatever that means, that person is demanding control of everyone around them. Absolutely. Which generally means they feel very out of control in their own life. Yes. And I've really appreciated that. So I, I wanted to point it out because when you're saying forgiveness and you're using the car as an example, I think some people will think that, well, that doesn't need forgiveness. That was an awful decision that they just made. But if we can go backwards to think about how much control they feel they need to have in that moment, because maybe they can't get it at home or in their job or at their in their relationship, then this is just a manifestation of pain. That's right. And I think that it's that it's something that, I don't know, it's just within me to think that it's okay to forgive them for that. I don't want to go through the rest of my day angry with all of that. Because it's happening every single day, constantly. It's not on occasion anymore. It's a regular thing every single time I'm in my vehicle. Mm-hmm. The last two on the list that I wanted to mention, and we can, we can jump back and forth, are understanding oh we said that one our authenticity and open-mindedness those were some of the ones that were offered uh, via Facebook and I thought that was really lovely oh my god that sings to me Mm -hmm. because of all of these gifts because of everything I do all day in a career when I think about just people being a client being more generous with open-mindedness that changes the session for both me and them Mm -hmm. but I think too about relationships if we're more open-minded if we go to work and are more open-minded about what our jobs can teach us what experiences we might have there what we might learn there or with a partner and a partner can be a girlfriend a guy friend whatever that is our dog 
doesn't matter. Um, or maybe it does. Maybe I should say it, it does tremendously matter that whatever relationship we are engaged in or choose to be in, does open-mindedness allow us to create more empathy with that person? And I think, oh, so many of these keep coming back to somehow on a ground level, a desire to feel connected. Yes, because uh, you look at gratitude, people want to have gratitude expressed and they want to be able to freely express it without being criticized or made fun of. I was just going to say the biggest thing I see lately is how often people either criticize another person, judge them, ridicule them, and all of that are forms of bullying. Mm -hmm. It, it, It appears that as our social media and as our way of being able to connect to each other has increased, the amount of bullying has increased tenfold. Yep, absolutely. And so what people are really looking the most to have increase in abundance in their life is all of the are all of these beautiful qualities we want to see in our humanness, in someone else's and in our own. So what would your answer have been? What do you wish people were more generous with? Well, I think without a doubt, the open mindedness and the authenticity, integrity are the two things that have been extremely important to me. in I'd say the last maybe half decade to a decade of my life in particular. Because I think when you're being authentic, your whole experience changes. The people pleasing stops, the bullying. I won't say stops, but at least you're able to get different tools to deal with it. And you know who you are, so you're just more grounded, you're more peaceful. So whatever is going on around you, because people are still going to cut you off, they're still going to, all of these human experiences are going to keep happening to us. So the thing I think to be most generous about is what comes within for me. I think people need to understand what authenticity means. Because so often I have heard people say, well, I'm just, I'm straight up. I just tell people like it is. When you aren't delivering truth with kindness, Mm -hmm. with gentleness, with the intention to inform, then like you said, it's just bullying. Yeah. Well, there has to be, I think when there's, when you're being authentic, there has to be an openness to being willing deeply within your soul to get feedback to set a boundary if it's abuse but if it isn't abusive and it's it's coming back at you with that kindness and love that you're talking about that you have to be able to to hear the response back and and i i think too to evaluate whether or not there's truth to the feedback Mm -hmm. whether it was delivered with kindness and to ask yourself what you want to do with it with this information. Hmm. Yeah, because it's an opportunity if it's good information to reassess yourself to make some good changes, get in there and maybe change things up in your life so that you are happier. And I think when you're truly authentic, when there's real deep integrity in your decisions and in your thoughts and in your beliefs, your actions follow, hopefully, because that's part of the integrity is the actions follow. And if people don't like it, then you have to accept. That's the next piece is just accepting their decision. So if their decision is to refuse you, to reject you, 
to say they don't want you as an employee or a partner or a friend or a lover or a spouse or whatever, a parent, whatever, that you get to sit and know deeply that who you are is someone they don't want in their life. If you can sit there and accept that, you can be relieved by it. There's a tremendous amount of relief in that. Because if you don't, the choice is to be combative within yourself for every true decision you want to make that comes from there. Because then you're always trying to fit in what fit into what they want you to be. And that's the conflict. That's the anxiety. That is the creation of the depression. So the integrity, authenticity is key to your own peacefulness. It's key to your own, I'll say just sitting in your energy or being grounded or being what people want when we go to a yoga class or we learn to meditate or we ask for a prescription <laughs> because I'm stressed it's, or I'm depressed. It's the goal of where we want to be when we seek out change. It's kind of a lot to swallow. I think the whole podcast is because mm-hmm. if people are hearing different definitions then perhaps they're sitting there thinking I'm not actually as generous as I think I am mm, I think that might be something that bullies have to think about about generosity that if I'm bullying people and these are the responses that people are looking for then they're not looking for me to be in their life are they I like that So in order for me to be in their life, they have to compromise themselves constantly. And that's what I'm asking them to do in order to keep me in their life as the bully, as the narcissist, as the controller. Maybe that's a question then before the new year that you really want to sit down and ask yourself is what do what do I feel I'm generous with and what do I want to be more generous with? And and for me, the question that would follow is how what what does that look like in terms of an action what do I plan to do about that that's really cool because I can wish that I'm more kind I can wish that I'm more empathetic and can put myself in people's shoes but if I don't create an action plan how do I know in a conversation if I'm doing it well then you would actually have to track it right I like that Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. I wonder too if it's good to ask people today are you generous with criticisms are you generous with put downs are you generous and abundant with shaming with guilting somebody with controlling people with swearing at them with demeaning them and belittling them Are you one of the people that's listening to this and going, hmm, now now this show makes sense to me? Are you generous with your portions to yourself? Are you generous with the amount of alcohol that you you consume? Justify. Oh, very good. Yeah. Are you generous with the amount of cigarettes you smoke? Like there's that whole aspect of um, generosity that is detrimental to our own experience as a human being and to those around us. And we have to care very little to nothing for ourselves to think that that's completely acceptable 
to give all of that to the people we so-called say we love, are our family, are our best friends, are our co-workers, and think that they should be just delighted we're in their life. I googled generosity and there are over 617 synonyms Mm -hmm. for the word generous. Okay. And I just thought it was super cool that there are that many synonyms in the English language. That's just English. And it spoke to me that that's how much our spirits really want us to be generous. There are 716 synonyms for it. I just, I went to bed last night and was reading one after the other, all of these different words that go with generosity. And one of them was abundance. And then I got to thinking about the law of abundance and how people have jammed it into uh, material and financial gain. Well, and it's always about me. Oh, yes. It's, it's the abundance of what's the universe going to give me? What the, How generous is the universe going to be for me? <laughs> yes. In my life, how many things can I get? How much money? How many boats and houses and hot tubs? And, and no, I don't want to pick on anybody that's got a hot tub or a house. I don't. But it's just that whole, how much can I get? What's the universe going to give me? Because I'm deserving. And if I believe I am, the universe is going to prove it to me. I, and I just, I just, I, I looked at that and I thought, wow, I like the, the, the whole way, Kelly, last night when I was just laying there thinking about generosity and the responses of kindness and time and integrity and all of these beautiful actions that can be given to ourselves, others can give to us and we can share with other people. And then the one where abundance sits in people's minds, meaning generosity is what I'm going to get. And how one-sided the generosity is in that situation versus our question of generosity and where it put people in terms of how they think about abundance. But just by shifting the word. Mm -hmm. So instead of the universal law of abundance, the universal law of generosity. One of the responses was uh, from a teacher and her, the stuff that she said to me, her, her notes and everything had to do with being more generous in the educational system uh, with knowledge and being able to share it amongst each other as professionals to make change instead of following a system that's been broken for decades. I was reading quotes the other day by Einstein and people like back in the early 1900s about education. And they were talking about a broken system back then. And how the system hasn't been changed since then. I really enjoyed how this teacher professional was looking for an openness within the educational system. Was looking for generosity amongst professionals to change a broken system that everyone has known has been broken for, oh my God, more than eight decades and still hasn't been changed. Even in spite of the fact that everyone in it knows it's broken and that the children are the ones suffering for it, not the adults. But now that the adults are 
mm, maybe now it will change now that they are. So she was looking for an openness in education to share ideas. That's where she was looking for generosity. I like that. I think you can take that into businesses and all kinds of different companies and ways that ways that we function into government, all kinds of different systems that are broken. Family units could do it. A couple could do it. If something is not working within their own system, how do you open openly listen to everyone's ideas? I just read that children in Quebec will now be learning about same-sex marriages at the age of four. Speaking of sharing knowledge. Wow. And I just thought how remarkable that a four-year-old may be able to identify or self-identify at a younger age because they have a knowledge of what normal is. And I know that's a loaded word, but they can see themselves. That's huge. They can see their future. Yeah. Because they now will be able to have role models and the knowledge of them and a way of living that will make sense to them. Mm -hmm. In a healthy way, without shame or guilt. Mm -hmm. This is something I think that the universe was trying to instigate in this conversation today between you and I. That may be something that can be shared with other people to invite them in a work environment, like you said, or between two girlfriends or between coworkers or in a whole system, like we talked about, to begin a conversation about generosity. Imagine walking into work and pulling your staff in and saying, how can we be more generous to each other so that we can change and fix this? Or so that we can just enjoy being here. Mm-hmm. Imagine if all of the children could enjoy the educational system and the teachers could enjoy their jobs and the nurses and the doctors could enjoy theirs. That, that, I think that's where the spirit world was trying to focus its attention. If we focused on where we could be generous, could things change energetically? Could we become more open-minded? Could we share educational tools and be open to them? Because that does require narcissists to step back. And self-serving people. Mm-hmm. That's where the break is. It's part of the answer and the solution to our narcissistic society. Our narcissistic relationships. So maybe it's also a good way to question whether we are one or whether we, we are in an engagement with somebody. Being too generous to them. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, are you giving your time to them? Yeah. All of your resources to them. Yeah. And being able to cut off that generous supply and knowing it's not healthy and moving your generosity into areas where it is. I think this is funny. I was just just saying this to you last night when I do callbacks for another job where I'll say to people, okay, and you have a wonderful night. And they go, "Mm mm-hmm. And they hang up the phone. Oh, yeah. And I just, (laughs) there's such a flat feeling when that happens, when you don't hear, oh, thanks, you too. Mm-hmm. where they don't thank you for what you've just offered, which is generosity, and then wish it back for you. That reciprocation is so important to feel connected. Well, Carol, Kelly, that's that whole infinity thing that everybody's, you know, really into. And mm-hmm. they only get the half of it. Yeah. I, I believe in the infinity symbol. What goes around comes around because I'm waiting. 
to get my goods. That's that whole thing of abundance. Yeah. That law of attraction that they believe in. They don't believe it really is about what they give out. Mm-hmm. And watching what they give out. Is it truly positive? Is it, does it have integrity? Does it have love, generosity, kindness? Or am I giving out shit and wanting really good things back? I'm a shit giver, but boy, give me the good stuff. I, I, I wanted to point out the flat feeling because there's such an opposite feeling of energy that happens when things are reciprocated. When you say, okay, I hope you have a great day. And someone says, thanks, you too. Mm. You both hang up the phone or leave the conversation feeling like someone just wished me well. That feels great. Yeah. When you wish someone well and they take it and leave, (laughs) I'll call it like a dumbfounded feeling where it's just like, oh, okay. There's a lack of energy. You walk away from the conversation feeling drained immediately. That's narcissism. You feel drained, the other person takes and thinks and believes that you gave to them and they fill themselves up, leaving you empty. And I want to point this out because customer service is that draining. If we're feeding into the idea that the customer is always right, you are draining every person in customer service industries to go home at the end of the day and have less understanding less feelings of forgiveness, less feelings of gratitude. They don't know where their well of generosity is going to come from if mm-hmm. you aren't also contributing to their to their existence. That's important because many bosses wouldn't understand that. Correct. They want you to show up every morning or every shift ready to give to their customers for their business, for their gain as owners or bosses or directors or whatever. They want you to do the giving, not understanding where you're going to get filled up. If every time you do the giving all day long, there's nobody giving back to you. And then not understanding why you're wanting a stress leave. This was something that I loved about my job at Lululemon. When you're hired, you're asked what you want out of the job. Oh, you're asked what you plan to get out of it. So in terms of goal settings and what you want to achieve, you have teams that say, how can I help you get there? You have check-ins to see how you're doing getting there. You're given opportunities uh, for, I'll say what other businesses would consider benefits, where they can say, go to yoga, go to health and fitness classes, we'll pay for you Mm -hmm. so that you feel well. Mm -hmm. So that by the time you show up for work, you feel happy to give to the customers because you've got a company giving back to you and saying, I care about your existence. And a company that knows its demographic is young that the workers, pardon me, are young and they know that they won't be lifers, most of them. So it's like, while you're here, how can we make the most of it and help you get to where you want to go? Oh my God, that's beautiful. And those employees, every time you walk in there, they go above and beyond. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful generosity. Business model that incorporated generosity successfully yes so it can be done for all of the people who think it's pie in the sky conversation you're 56 right well <laughs> it's fluff stuff I, know. I don't know what I know. what younger people would call it it's hula i don't know it's it's okay no. it's not getting better keep okay. going 
I'll say that maybe some people think it's an irrelevant conversation. And what we're trying to say today is that it is extremely relevant. It's the most relevant. It's people's existence. It's it, You are constantly exchanging your life for something, for money, for time, for whatever that is. And if it's not worth, if it's not an equal value, an equal exchange, then we start to realize we're depressed or we start to realize things aren't worth it. Mm-hmm. So generosity to others and generosity to oneself to fill oneself up and to receive from other people. I also wish that people would be more generous in letting me pet their dogs. <laughs> Just going to throw it out there. That's a lovely one. I think that makes people happy. I think that fills people up. Yeah. Well, maybe that's a lovely way to end the podcast today is to invite people to think about this as you said to think about it to make a choice and to take an action so maybe that's the way they can begin and go into 2018 is with a new action to change something up to be generous okay thank you for asking the guides for listening to them and and to offering this to everyone well kelly i was so happy when they asked the question because even in the last couple of days of just researching it in the synonyms asking people their opinions of all different ages some of the people that replied were children to me cute that were yeah they were kids about what they wanted other people to be more generous with their answers were included in this today and they weren't different than what the adults wanted. So even though we grow up or we grow through life, what we want is the same as the children. If you have questions or comments about today's show or you still want to be involved in the poll and send in your answers, please do. You can email us at info at We hope you have a wonderful New Year's Eve and that 2018 is a shit ton better than 2017. Happy New Year. <laughs>